okay, we didn't leave out the west gate. We left left out the north gate. So how are we heading west? I didn't say we were heading west. Give me that back. You want me to navigate? Let me freaking navigate. You're driving. You're holding it wrong. Fine, you want to drive? No, I don't want to drive. I want to navigate, but you have to listen to me if we're going to navigate. Fine, I'm I'm going to the back. It's fine. You're going to what? The back. How am I supposed to navigate and steer this cart? I don't know. You seem to want to do everything. All I want is to get somewhere that we can camp for the night in one piece. We're two pieces. Oh. My. God! Last time when we left off, <laughs> Zem and Char went to meet up with Zem's father, who was not there. He sold them out to the biggest crime boss in Ocean Guard, Rafe. However, the meeting with Rafe went way more... Uh, in our favor. In your way favor. more better. <laughs> way more better than uh, anybody expected it to. And other than uh, some rings that you now have to wear so he can find you, he let you leave. Because he wants to see what happens next. Episode 14, guys. We still don't have our shit together. (laughs) (laughs) Never! The two of you are in a cart traveling north out of Ocean Guard. Uh, Presumably. You might be lost based on the conversation thus far. Um, Do we even know which way north is? (laughs) Do I look like a compass? (laughs) Do I look like one? You're the one who asked! Uh, Guys, 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 guys. And now we begin. <laughs> Back to what you're saying. Go, continue. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> and fight. Mm-hmm. Round one. Mm-hmm. Insert dinging sound. <laughs> Char, eventually you get pissed off <laughs> because of this fight with Zamira. And you do go to the back. Uh, what are you doing? I'm just going to stare at the back, see what's going on. Maybe if there's a rock with some moss on it on one side, I can figure out which direction which. All right. Zamira, you're pissed off and trying to steer this cart. What are you doing? I am unwilling to bend at the moment. (laughs) So I will put the map beside me and I will steer the cart. It's like MapQuest. Remember MapQuest? Yes. You print out the directions and you hold them while you're steering the car. It's very safe. I remember those days. Yep, absolutely. 100%. You mean you guys didn't just memorize them before you left? No, weirdo. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you're assuming I printed them off more than like 30 seconds before I had to leave. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> Wait. You really, that was a thing? You yeah. Did... I really printed them off no, and memorized the, all the you exits. You argued with whoever you were with, and then one of you angrily printed it off, grabbed it, you all got in the car, and then this. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely a different road. <laughs> Eventually, you're saying that this is a different road. We've never been here before. Don't talk to me. And you come upon the Midway Tavern. A familiar, <laughs> no, a familiar roadside vegetable stand. <laughs> I just imagine slam on brakes, Shargo's flying. <laughs> and uh, there is a familiar child at said stand, uh, although he looks a little different this time. He, he has different. he has his hair pulled back in like a like a man bun for lack of a better descriptor. Yeah. Uh and he has <laughs> we have to remedy this. He has a stick stuck through like his belt 
on his pants. <laughs> and uh, he's standing next to the stand and he's he has his chest kind of puffed up and he's just kind of standing there looking sort of imposing. <laughs> and he sees the two of you coming um, and he doesn't quite recognize you yet because you have your cloaks up and you're not wearing the same clothes you're wearing and your hair's a different color. Char are also like wet flying through the front of the cart because we don't have seatbelts. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he he gets the little sign that he has and he holds it up and you know says vegetables for sale. And as you're as you're pulling up, he's like, vegetables, vegetables for sale. Good afternoon, Sir Aaron. He looks at you and he's like, oh, you're back. <laughs> I I am passing through again. Yes. You look different. Your cloak is so pretty. What happened to your hair? Char steps in horseshit. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we had to go deeper into enemy territory and I needed to disguise myself. But don't worry, it's temporary. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it looks, you look pretty, but like, it was so pretty. Nobody has that color hair. Thanks. That's part of the problem. There's a comedy routine going on in the background. <laughs> Horatio, I need you to get it together. The horse headbutt Char. Uh, Aaron looks over towards Char and he's, he looks back at you and he's like, uh, you're still only traveling with him? Um, He's quite competent. I, I felt said, those air quotes. <laughs> I thought you said you had other like spies and people. I had to leave them back back there to, oh. to do the work. Oh, no. Oh, I saw right after you guys came to the city, one of the council members came through. Really? Yeah. What did they look like? Was it a, a male, a female? Oh, I didn't, I didn't get a good look at him because he was the, the person was in there, but he looked like an elf. I just oh. saw his ears. They were really long and his hair was super short so I could see them and they were sticking out like this. They didn't even stop and buy any vegetables. Yeah, sometimes people are, they're not of the people. Yeah. But one of the guards in the back flipped me a, a silver piece while he was passing. So that was nice. That was nice. Hmm. Um, but... Uh, and, and and they came back through right now. Were, did you have a meeting with them while you were there? They're here now? No, no, no. They just, they came back through um, like a day or two ago. Oh, um, well, we can't really talk about those things. Okay, but I'm a knight. That's true. And I do trust you. But there might be ears around listening. Char just walks up with a black eye. He's being headbutted. <laughs> He looks over at Char and he's like, there are people listening. Char, you look up in the conversation. That's the only part you hear. We good. He's like, yeah, we're good. Have you been practicing with your with your sword there? Yeah, yeah. And he pulls it out and like there's like a like a piece of a busted off branches there, so it gets kind of stuck for a minute. He, rips it out eventually. Shara's just looking at the fruit. Interesting. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. And he holds it out and he starts like flourishing the the stick uh, wildly because he's not trained and doesn't know what he's doing. But yeah. Whoa. That's an interesting form you have. Yeah. I've I've been practicing. Um, I, I've been fighting some of the scarecrows and stuff. Uh, you know. I've even... He looks back to make sure, like, neither of his parents have come up. And he's like, oh, have you even been fighting some of the animals when they're not paying attention? <gasps> okay. Um, well, I think we should stick to scarecrows for now. But you're... That's great. Yeah. Yeah. 
ah. He's like, can I fight your guard? It, like his eyes narrow. Just don't you fucking dare. <laughs> well, he has a stick too. He does. But we have important business and I can't spare him today. But you'll come back? I will come back. In fact, I have a secret special mission for you. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, but only if you can handle it. I can I can handle it. I promise. Okay, so you know how you just told me about the elf council member that came through? Yes, yes. I need you to be my eyes and ears for people who pass through here. Of course, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. but don't get in trouble. Oh, no, never. I, I, I was, I did a really good job. I did everything you've told me so far. When somebody came and asked if I had seen somebody with red hair, I told them no. Awesome. Were there a lot of people that asked? No, just a couple. Do you remember what they looked like? Uh, n- there was, it was just, um, one of them was a woman. She had long blonde hair and she, she had, um, she had like a sword, like a real, like a metal one. Not like, not like his stick, like a real sword. I'm going to whoop his ass. <laughs> um, and then there was somebody else with her. Um, they were really tall, like taller than I've ever seen anybody before. And their skin was like, kind of like green and they were, they were like bald and I, they didn't have any, any weapons at all. But they looked sca- like they had big muscles. Mm-hmm. Do you need a minute? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Nope. Like way bigger muscles than him. And they asked if I saw two people with red hair come by and I said, nope. That's excellent. Yep. Thank you. Yep. I can't wait um, until you can see the realm of, of garden one day. I can't, I can't wait. I told my parents, they told me I was making it up. But then when I showed them all the gold you gave me, they were like a little like, oh, maybe he's not lying, but like, they still don't believe me. Bad one for two. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to be taking a trip and as soon as I can get you a real shield, I will bring that it back be for awesome. you. I've been using like a big piece of bark to practice, but my dad told me I couldn't keep it at the stand because I don't know. He said no playing with the sword and the shield at the stand. That's fair. You, do, you should listen to your parents. I try most of the time when they're not being mean. What do you mean? No, they just tell me what to do all the time. Make it oh. work. Yeah, parents do that. Yeah, it sucks. It could have gone terribly. I was ready to rage. <laughs> <laughs> you, did you just threaten me with murder? <laughs> and burns down the farmhouse and you now have a child with you on this quest. I beat the shit. How did this go so far south? Beat the, sh- west. beat the shit out of this kid's parents right in front of him. And he's like... <laughs> Chickens! 
she brushed my teeth before bed? <laughs> Mommy! I don't want cavities! <laughs> what the fuck just happened? <laughs> There's like an alternate reality that just like slips back like Char's just like, what? The- Why am I divinating? <laughs> Um, mm. but anyway, uh, Aaron's like, do you guys need more vegetables? What do you got? Um, we have some rutabagas. I don't actually need anything right now. Oh, okay. How much is the fruit again? Vegetables? I forget. Two silver pieces per pound. I'll take half a pound of carrots, half a pound of rutabagas. Oh, awesome. And he gets his little weighing scales out with his little basket. Starts to pile in as much as he can. Gets to the the pound mark. Takes them over to you. I'm going to hand him an extra coin. <laughs> Fighting should be a last resort. That's oh. what it means to be a knight of the garden. Oh. Well... But yeah, but, you know, I just, I want to be able to fight so I can, I can protect people like the princess. All right. Sure. Just winks at him and walks away. All right. Well, it was good to see you again, Sir Aaron. Thank you. And he, he tries to bow, but his like, his little stick that's in his, and kind of like poked him in the side. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he bows a little bit. Um, and he's like, I hope you come back soon. Um, when I can. As you all are riding down the road, Aaron's just like waving at you and he looks a little sad. He's just waving. I'll blow him a kiss. He's like, he blows out a kiss back at you. I'm, I'm like cooled off now. So I'm just kind of like side eyeing you a little bit. Like, I'll drive. You can get some rest. I don't think you've slept all day. I apologize. I'm sorry, too. I was pretty heated before. That's fine. I'm going to go. Um, Why don't you uh, go try to get some of those spells in your spell book? Okay. I'll do that. All right. You do that. You work on the spells. Um, I think that. Hold on. Now I need to actually look. Yeah, so I, I said you have Detect Magic, which is something that Char seems to be doing. That would be easy enough to add to your book. Um, Fortune's Favor and Mind Spike, which you can't get into your book yet. However, Zamira, you sit down with your um, with the book that you purchased, as well as the book you have. And you start to go through the pages more carefully. And you can't take the time to add Detect Magic to your book, um, as well as you see that in this book, there is another one of those strange spells, just like the, the higher level one. Again, it's like the symbols are different. The way you cast this spell is different. It's a different type of magic, not one that you've come into contact with at Stellium. It's not a school of magic that you're used to. Okay. Um, And so this spell takes you twice as long as it would normally take um, for you to copy this into your spell book and really understand what's happening behind it. 
but once you get it done, you will also have Gift of Alacrity. And in the book, you can see that the wizard who is, whose book this was, he has a whole section where he talks about something called Dunamancy. And it being like a lost school of magic. And him discussing a little bit about why it was lost. Um, mages trying to mess with time. Um he makes it out like it's difficult to find information on this and you believe him because you've never heard of it before. Band of books. So all told that's going to take you roughly like three hours to do all this work. So I'm copying detect and, and gift of alacrity or I'm copying book. all of them. No, just those ones because okay, yeah, you yeah. can't do the other two yet. I knew I couldn't do the, like I, Oh, I do have... Never mind. Okay. But yeah, you ride on through the rest of the day. Things are fairly calm. Uh, you pass a couple other people on the road, but it's all, again, traders moving back and forth between the cities. Nobody seems to give you much mind. However, during this time, Char, you do see um, some papers that seem to be nailed to posts along the path. You stop and check. And they are you, as well as Karina. There are sketches of all three of your faces, um, along with a promise of a reward if somebody gives information on your whereabouts that leads to your capture. And the contact information there is the, what do you call it, the Astro Emporium. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody around? Not other than the people that you've seen, and nobody you've seen seems to be paying much attention to anything. I'm taking the... everything. You just rip them down as yep. you go? Karina's too. All right. It's one paper with all three of you, so easily you can rip them all down. Hey, Zem. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. As much as an idea as I don't think it is the bestest of ideas, maybe we should start looking for Karina. And I'm going to give you the sheet of paper. I think Karina can handle her own. I think we should be on the lookout for her, but I don't think we should go out of our way to go find her. Oh, I mean, if we need another ally, we probably do then maybe we can at least try to meet up and exchange information. Because we didn't get to the last time. Zem, roll me a history check. Uh, 14. You're thinking back to um, school days with Karina, the things you know about her, where she might be hiding. Um, you haven't spoken to her at all in two years other than when you saw her at Ascension Point. Um, and the only things that you know are that she has an elven father who she doesn't have communication with, um, and that she's a bard and probably has bard friends. You know she hangs out with Shar's parents, um, so she has contacts that way. 
But those are really your only two leads about where she might be. You know who might know where she is at? Don't. Don't say it. I... We can't go back there again. Are they even there? Like, where are they? That's a fair point. She's probably there. It's possible. If we go back there, we put them in a lot of danger. We can't go back. I'm just saying, like, we should be on the lookout um, for either one. Like, we... Like, what does the board say? Are they listed anywhere? Are they? Your parents? No, like in Karina's information. Like, are they listed? Oh, uh, no. Yeah, but they're not listed anywhere else. Like a concert here, a concert there. No, you haven't found any information like that. Oh, shit. We'll just be on the lookout and we can <clears> ask <throat> people. We, uh... I mean, maybe she got smart and she got a new name. Maybe, but... I know where we're going after the Midway Tavern. Where are we going? The garden. They have contacts that they can get into the city without us being the ones that get into the city. You... Left there. Yeah. Are we going to be received there? You'll be fine. Well, what about you? I'll be able to communicate with you on your behalf. Make sure there's no misunderstandings. I mean, do we have to go there? Yeah. Okay. I mean, can we disguise you or are they going to see through it? (laughs) There's going to at least be one that's going to be able to see through it, but we're not going to be there long. Okay. If you're sure. Yeah. We kind of need to start playing more aggressively if we're ever going to figure out what the hell people are after us for. What do I need to ask? This isn't like a dude thing, right? No. No, 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 no. There's women there. It's just that we need to get a message and we're going to owe them a favor. No, no. I, I don't mean the population. I mean, this isn't like a masculinity thing that's happening right now with not going in? No. um, I left. They respect honor and consistency and honor. We're just going to owe them a favor. And for better or for worse, it'll be an easy favor for me. Probably. Okay. But we just need to get a note back to Saltspire without us being the one that delivers them. Okay. And then we can go on north. I mean, you know Karina's not going to be in Saltspire. I'm not worried about Karina. I didn't get to see my parents before I left. I, I know. I just... I know. You write, here's, I'm going to like rip out paper and hand it to him, like from my, my notebook. Um, write what you need. Thank you. So you guys swap places. Zem, you take the reins for a bit while Shar sits in the back. 
uh, Shar, you write your note to your parents. Um, anything else you want to do while you're back there? Or does this take a lot of time for you? This will probably take some time, but I did want to send you sending one time. Um, while morning. I'm, while I'm like driving the cart, I'm going to like kind of call back over my shoulder. Give them my love. Can do. All right. You take the time. You write the note to your parents. And you are going to use your use of sending to Rafe. What are you sending him? So that morning I was still pretty pissed. Because, you know, Zem's parents have made her angry. Angry enough to potentially use dark magic in some capacity. And to make her cry. So with it, with 25 words, exactly. Burn the boat with him on it. Then rescue him. And he's in your debt. He made her cry. Fuck him. Tell him he's lucky. 24. Uh, thanks. <laughs> oh, man. Instead of tell him he's lucky, it should have been, how's that for luck? Whatever. That's nah, fine. <laughs> Same emotional damage. <laughs> so you said we're two days out from the Midway Tavern? Uh, we're mid two days out? Yes, you are going to... One day of the misadventures of angrily fighting along the road? <laughs> yes. Um, so after a couple seconds, you get a return message from Rafe. And you can almost hear some jovialness in his voice. And he says, I get it. I like your friend. I'll do this as a favor. No charge. I would say thank you, but I don't have a return message. <laughs> I picture Charcel being like, thank you. Thank you. Thank thank you. I don't understand how this works. Thank you. <laughs> what is magic? <laughs> <laughs> Eventually. Uh, starts to get dark. You all need to find a place to stay for the night. Somebody rule me a survival check. Guidance. You have failed me. Three. <laughs> plus... So six plus survival. Motherfucker. Eleven. Dirty twenty. <laughs> you have failed me, purple dragon. Uh, you end up finding a place where you can pull over, put the wagon and the horse um, back off the road a bit. There's not really enough brush to obscure either of those things in this place. But there is enough that you can find a way to kind of hide yourselves a bit the ground is covered in like kind of like stones and roots and stuff so laying directly on the ground is probably not very comfortable but it'll work and then it starts to rain let's just get in the cart yeah there's no cover on this cart so it's gonna be a wet night oh our stuff is there not is there a tarp you hurry up and you search around looking and you do find a tarp that you can use to kind of like put your stuff on and cover the stuff. I'm going to look at my dress. Shar's going to look at his dress. <laughs> I'm going to climb under the cart. Shar's <laughs> dress is starting to look a little um, see-through because it's pretty white. Hey. God damn it. <laughs> You're going under the cart? I'll stay up top. All right. So, Try um, to like keep everything as dry as possible. <laughs> it is evening time. You guys have plenty of food. You're not going to be able to have a fire tonight because it's wet. 
Um, but there's, like I said, apples and things like that that you can munch on to keep your stomachs full. Is there anything you guys want to do this evening before you go to sleep? I want to consult my pendulum. It's been a while. All right. Let's do it. Roll me that intelligence check. Isn't it just to ask three questions and your yes and no or maybe? No, there's a whole thing to it. Yeah. What the fuck? Are we going to put this on our Patreon? So Eventually, that we're going to release this on DM's Guild if Leah ever writes it. It'll be there someday. 17 plus. What was we I? might have it on DM's Guild before this episode comes out. Okay, well, that's possible. What was I? Intelligence. Dirty 20. You rolled a dirty 20. That means you'll get three questions. So they're in intervals of three. So it's if you get 13, it's one. If you get 16, it's two. If you get 19, it's... Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can we trust Rafe? The pendulum smacks you across the face. How dare you? <laughs> the pendulum start. So when you hold the pendulum, it immediately is just like straight down. And the moment you ask it about Rafe, it just starts spinning. And it doesn't give you an answer either way. You take this as meaning you need to be more clear in your question. The question was too broad. Can we trust Rafe to not betray us to the Nexus network? At that point, it starts to go north to south, signaling yes. Has Dalius betrayed me yet? The pendulum continues to say yes. That motherfucker. And then it stops. Wait, so the question was, did Dalius betray me yet? Or yeah. didn't he betray me yet? No, has he betrayed me yet? And the answer was affirmative yes. Yes. I can trust a mob boss more than I can trust almost everyone else in my life. Technically, you're batting 500 on mob bosses right now. <laughs> That's a weird sentence to say out loud. <laughs> I don't know how to process this, so I'm just going to put the pendulum back on and, like, just lay there and stare. Okay. Shar, you can hear some of this happening. She's, like, under the cart under you, so you can hear her talking, and you can tell by her voice she's probably pretty upset right now. You okay? Sorry, it's raining, right? Yeah. You okay? <laughs> I've been better. Why? I mean, aside from the fact that everybody wants to kill us. Thanks for the reminder. I'm, he's going to mutter. I am really bad at this. <laughs> he's gonna uh, I'm not ready to talk about it. Uh, okay. Char, anything you want to accomplish this evening? No, not specifically. He's looking for answers, but I don't think he's ready for any yet. Okay. Eventually, it's time to go to sleep. Gotta set the alarm, of course. 
Um, but you guys taking watches? How are you doing that? Who's going first? I'll st- I'll go first. All right. So, Shar, roll me a perception check. Natural 20 and a 4 on the guidance. Wait. No, that's a 4. Well, holy well, I'm not going to even roll that. 30 or 29. I don't know what my modifiers are, but I know it's one of those two. Oh, my ankle! (laughs) All right. So, Shar, you get this feeling that that Amar is there but she knows that you're not ready to talk she can sense that and so you just feel her presence there as more of a comfort than anything else she's there if you need her but she's giving you space and just when you're getting ready to end your watch and wake up Samira, you hear in the bushes something that sounds like it's something large moving through the under undergrowth. It's maybe 25, 30 feet away. It's approaching Zem's alarm circle. I'm going to hop out of the cart and like crouch down and like walk towards it and as soon as it's about to reach that circle I'm going to blast a, a, a wind of domiturgy towards it like create a wall Okay. not to like so it runs into a wall but like just maybe not we're going to back up yeah uh, are you are you sneaking up towards this thing yeah please roll me a stealth check The purple dice dragon giveth and taketh away. <laughs> Natural one plus a two on the guidance dice, so it doesn't matter. All right. So, sure. Tri- trips out of the cart. You trip <laughs> out of the cart. Never mind. It doesn't matter. No, what are you going to say? <laughs> Can I use my shit while I'm asleep? The answer is probably no. And also, it doesn't matter because it was a five, is what I had left. Oh, okay. So, so, you trip and fall out of the cart and land on the ground. And you look up, and you now see, rushing towards you out of the grass, because you were now prey on the ground, is this large, probably nose-to-tail, 20-foot-long crocodile. The fuck? And it comes through the grass, but then you're like, oh, shit, there's two of them. But it's not two of them. It has two heads. And it comes rushing towards you. Zem, it hits your alarm spell and immediately the the bells start going off. And you look up and, I mean, you're on the ground under the cart, so you see Shorelank on the ground and this two-headed crocodile charging towards him. It's like when you fall asleep on a road trip and there's the the truck that's facing both ways and you're like, ah! And you try to scare scare the other person like you're getting attacked by a truck, but it's a crocodile. So I need everybody to roll initiative. You still have advantage on your initiative. I feel like I... I feel like I would have sat... Like alarm bells right in my head after trying mm-hmm. to sleep and so everything I'm else. Hit your head like, <laughs> concussed. <laughs> huh? What's happening? <laughs> 15. 19. 
right. <laughs> I'm dying, but I'm going first. <laughs> That's good because you're on the ground. Char, this thing Same. is now within like 15 feet of you, but you're first. What are you doing? Standing the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's half my speed. That's 20 feet. I'm not going to. That scared the shit out of me. I'm not fucking around. <laughs> Guiding bolt. <laughs> All right. I need you right now. <laughs> You dick. <laughs> I can't tell if that's a one or a seven. Tis a one. <laughs> All right. Sure, you scramble to your feet, throw your hands out towards this guiding bolt, and it just flies over both this thing's heads and lands, and it, it hisses out at you, pissed. Anything else? <laughs> yep. Shit my pants. <laughs> shit my dress. It's pants, <laughs> <laughs> it's pants shit in time. <laughs> And Jen's down. <laughs> All right, I still got 20 feet of movement. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going to run up next to it. You're going to shit waddle away. <laughs> Zem's on the ground. You mother. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you ran up to it? Yep. I'm going to use a key point offhand strike. I'm going to punch. What the fuck, dude? I need you to get your shit together. 17 plus something. Yeah, that's going to hit. Okay. Arm strike. Five bludgeoning damage and necrotic damage is going to be six. All right. I'm trying to get to the crocodile before it tries to go after Zem. You managed to land a strike right on this thing's nose, and that which side? The the angrier side. <laughs> uh, and it again like lashes out towards you, and you see the one head's trained on you, and the other one sees Zemira under the cart, and they're sort of warring with each other a little bit, um, wanting to go in separate places because they both see these yummy snacks. And it's the croc's turn. The first head's going to try to snap at you, Char. That's a 19 plus 4. Yeah, that's going to work. That's going to hit. So, Char, you take... <laughs> I feel that. Three points of piercing damage as it just manages to bite onto your calf a little bit. But you are now grappled. And then the second head, seeing that the other one has a part of the snack, is going to then try to bite at you and miss and it's kind of mad at the other head and they're kind of like snapping at each other because they both want to eat you um that is its turn zem you now see this two-headed crocodile trying to eat char what are you doing is there any distance at all between the two uh no i mean char's like in one of them's mouth fuck (laughs) all right i'm going to witch bolt at Second level. All right. 21 to hit. That hits. And... Three lightning damage. Did you do it at second level? Five lightning damage. All right. Fucking awful rolls. 
could have been 24. <laughs> the, 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 this witch bolt lightning crackles down and strikes the head that doesn't have a hold of Char, and it kind of like hisses in pain, and now it's really wanting to run towards you, Zem. Uh, are you getting up? Are you moving? Staying under the cart? Um, I'm going to hide behind a wheel. Okay. You tuck yourself behind one of the wheels, trying to look small. Char, it's your turn. Um, because he knew Amara was close, he's going to use Toll the Dead, so I need you to make a DC 13 wisdom save. Oh, you know, so wise. That's Okay, so that is when you get to 5th level. We're not at 5th level, we're at 4th. So it's 1d12? Yeah, d12. Where's the button to... There it is. Eight necrotic damage. And then offhand strike. Right. That's a seven, not a one, at least. So seven plus four, I think. Where is it? Okay, guiding bolts plus five, so seven plus four. So eleven. Eleven does not hit. Yeah, I kind of figured. The Toll the Dead goes off, and there's this, like, noise that kind of, like, rattles this thing. Um... Uh, but when you strike down, it manage- the other head manages to, like, push your hand aside, and you totally whiff. And it's its turn. It's going to make two bites against you. That's not going to hit. Second one is a 17. Oh, yeah. That's going to hit. So, Char, you take four points of piercing damage as the second one bites onto you, and you now have two of these heads, kind of like one on your calf, one on your thigh, trying to bite you, trying to drag you to the ground, trying to pull you back in the bushes away from Zamira. Zem, it's your turn. All right, let's do that damage. 11. One of the heads, kind of the the one that had just bitten onto Char's thigh, uh, the, the witch bolt crashes down into it, and it just sort of like lets go and fades and sort of stunned. The other one is still holding on to Char, but does not look good. Um, so I have a quick, another DM question. Okay. Um, and I've already cast it. It's already connected. But for meta magic with twinned spell, I can't add that on, right? It has to be when you cast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. Cool. Um, and that's going to be my turn. All right. Char. Back to you. Uh, told the dead again. That Ooh. worked. DC's 13. It succeeded. And offhand strike. 9 plus 4, so 13 to hit. 13 does hit. Okay. 6 bludgeoning damage. Wolf. Uh, Char, you come down on this thing with just an elbow, like, son of a... And crack down into this thing's head, and you feel it finally release your calf muscle. And it goes limp. On the ground. Son of a bitch. I would like both of you, if you're both going to investigate this thing, to roll me nature checks. Hold on. I had stunning strength in my... Fuck! I'm going to hurry up and hop over to you. I'm giving you 300 feet of dark vision. Okay. 
My nature check was a 10. Okay. My nature check was probably less. That's a two plus nature's plus zero. All right. I'll give you a guidance. <laughs> plus one. All right. Uh, Shara, this looks like a big scary crocodile and your calf hurts. Um, Zem, you are looking at this thing and obviously it has two heads. That's not normal. The second thing you notice about it now that you're up close is that it like the, the scales and the skin on this thing are really dark in color. And when you, when you touch them, they don't feel healthy. There's nothing, there's no suppleness to the skin. Everything's sort of brittle. And when you touch one, you can easily just like break it off in your hand. And when you look at the thing's eyes, there's this almost like glassy glossed over look, not just from it being dead now, but almost like the eyes were cloudy to begin with. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look natural or healthy. This entire thing is messed up. Shara's just like still back, like bandaging up his leg. Holy shit, what the hell just happened? (laughs) The third stroke of the day. (laughs) I don't know if that was only the third. Um, Bandaging up his leg. Really? Really. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Really. Um, but like look look at its scales. Look at its eyes. Like forget the fact that there's four eyes. Okay. I don't know. Did you notice anything like with the bear? I don't think I did. I think I rolled really low on that. Uh no, I don't think so. But he said that some of the animals had been had patchy skin. So that's kind of similar, right? That would be patchy equivalent of scales. Right. Right. I wonder where this is coming from. It's very odd. Shit. Well, we are going somewhere that we can find out. Yeah. Sam, you're looking at Char in this moment. And... You notice something about him that you've always known, and that's why you haven't really thought about it. But Char's eyes are green with a little purple in them. And you get a weird flash to Adria in her deep purple eyes. And it like it kind of takes your breath away for a second. It's just like a weird thing that you've noticed a million times and now are noticing again almost for the first time. Are you hurt at all? Mm-mm. No. What do you want to do with the body? Well, we don't have the time or resources. It. We, holy shit! We the, are we are the strokes crashing. are crashing. We're crashing. We are crashing hard. We gotta, just gotta get through this one. You got it. We don't got have it. the time or the resources to take this to a lab to do the research that I would like to do. But, um, is there any part of this that you think we can? I don't. 
I'll, uh, I'm gonna go look for an empty bag. Was there any, like, glass bottles or anything that were in the cart? Sure. Maybe they gave you, like, a bottle of fresh milk or something that you guys drank with your dinner, and now you have an empty glass bottle. Okay. We do have, uh, we know a certain merchant that likes to trade Z's for weird stuff. Maybe we could take a paw or something. Claw. I was thinking some teeth and maybe the eyes. Mm. Okay. Um. Mm. I'm gonna. I'll take care of it. You can go back to sleep. No, it's it's my turn, isn't it? Yeah, it's basically your turn. I can work on this. You should get some sleep. Okay. Sure. I was just gonna stand in front of the crocodile, just kind of like bow his head, apologize, say a prayer, and go back to bed. Okay. Sure, when you head over, are you sleeping under the cart, in the cart, where are you sleeping? I'm going to go back to the top, so that way she can at least stay dry. Okay. You climb up in the top of the cart. Um, you don't mind getting rained on. There's actually something almost therapeutic about the water just sort of like raining down around you, and at this point you're used to being soaked, so this is fine. Um... And just as you're falling asleep, you feel that, like, warm hand on your shoulder. Just comforting. Zem, you take some time trying to remove some teeth, some eyes, from this thing. I would like for you to roll me medicine, sleight of hand, whatever dexterity, strength, whatever you can justify rolling, feel free to roll. I'm sorry, what were the options that you gave me? I blanked. What, literally anything that you... If you can justify a roll to use to get these things out of this thing's head, you can make that roll. What about a just a basic nature check? All right, sure. Nature check. You have poor tense, right? It's lower than what I rolled. Oh, that's disappointing. Because I didn't get... Did I get a full sleep? I didn't get a full sleep. Not yet. I mean, because we have to take these watches and stuff like that, and like, technically you would have by now, we're just going to count them as fully rested at the end. At the end of both of our watches. Yeah, at the end okay. of both of your watches. Yeah, because it's weird with just two of us. Yeah, it's weird. You're not going to, like, 16 hours out of the day to, like... Yeah, because then if you have an encounter in the middle, one of you is always going to get a full rest, and the other one is never going to get a full right, rest. Right, right, so right, right. Just... How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see uh, music. Um, okay, so it's an 11. I rolled an 11. Okay. You are struggling to get these things out of... The one eye, you're trying to, like, use a scalpel-type knife to try to, like, cut around. And you end up, like, totally mangling one of them beyond use. But the other one you get out, and it's kind of... It's mostly whole. Um, so you, you have one, like, gross crocodile eye. And you're working at these teeth and working at these teeth. And you manage to get two of, like, the largest canine teeth out. Um, but you really struggle with the rest of them. And something you notice then is when you're, like, getting up in this thing's mouth, trying to pull out these teeth, it stinks. Like, this crocodile's mouth smells like rot. 
it's enough that they're like after like a couple minutes of this like you eventually just give up you get the two teeth and you're like i'm done this is disgusting um it makes you want to vomit okay uh i want i do want to cut like try to cut off one of the claws though okay easy enough you can get one of the claws as well so one eye two teeth and a claw yeah. Flying purple people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So the rest of the night passes without issue. Um, you continue on your journey. The other thing that I wanted to um, mention that we hadn't brought up yet is the dagger. dagger. Yeah. I was going to ask first thing in the morning is to do a ritual for detect magic. Yes. So you do a ritual for detect magic on the dagger in the morning. Um, it is not magical. Hmm. However, you're looking at it. And when you turn it and look towards like the tip, the point of the dagger, you can see that it's um, hollow. There's a small hole in it. And when you flip it around, everything in the hilt looks normal, but you're like playing with it and you're messing around. And eventually you find a small button up near where the, the guard is. You push it and a vial pops out of the back. The smallest vial. There's nothing in it now. It's empty. But this is definitely some sort of injector dagger. Hmm. Interesting. Roll portents. Jesus. What the Jesus Christ was that? It's um 19 and 17. Wow. Well, those is good portents. I like when they're opposites. That's true. Then you have one to The bad guy pass. crit. No, he almost crit. 19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's the difference between dying and not dying, that is fantastic. Works for me. <laughs> All right. So the rest of this day, uh, not the rest of this day, mo half this day you're going to spend traveling. Um, and when we pick up next time, we will be at the Midway Tavern. And you guys will see the aftermath of what happened <laughs> back in episode three or four. I don't remember at this point, guys. It was a while ago. I think it was four. Why is it on fire? <laughs> <laughs> How is it still on fire? <laughs> what do you mean magic fire? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. I'd like to start by thanking all of our patrons on Patreon. You can go check us out at Slay the Stars. And what was what was that? Arthur. Oh, hey, Jen. Why do you get to do all the credits? Uh, uh is that a fireball? No, no, Jen. We can talk about this. Just put the fireball down. Our awesome intro music is brought to you by the one and only Isaac Viers. Character designs by the lovely Cam Gonzalez. Produced by our very own Leah Hemrick. Graphics designer, the one, the only, the me, Jen Kearney. And last but not least, our audio engineer, Arthur Polino. Thanks for listening.